podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good boys and girls, two for the podcast on Friday, the 8th of July, brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. A virtual privacy network allows you to go online, change location, access things you're geo-blocked from, while also keeping your data safe. Go to LibertyShield.com, use the code EPL25, that's EPL25, to get 25% off at checkout. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homeware company located in Scotland, but shipping worldwide. Check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk. And finally, do check out the EPL Index and Anfield Index shops, which you can find on Etsy. Use the codes EPL10 or RED10 to get 10% off at checkout. Right, folks, it's a Friday. Not a whole lot is happening. But we have a few things to talk about. So, first thing, this question was asked after yesterday's podcast was recorded, but it does seem quite appropriate for right now. If Tekker, I've butchered your name, I apologize, but it is what it is. Who do you send to number 10 Downing Street for the relegation battle? Options are Big Sam, Tony Pulis, and Steve Bruce. Extra part of this question, what tracksuit is Pulis wearing for the interview? And then if he gets the job. So, I think Tony has to be ruled out of here. Tony Pulis, as we know, does not own any clothes that are not club branded. So, I have a feeling that Tony is walking into the interview Naked. Now, obviously, the Conservative Party don't have a line of tracksuits, but they could start to manufacture them. But Tony's not wearing one until he's secured the job and the bag of money. But I think when he walks in naked, he's probably getting ruled out. So unfortunately, Tony Pulis, you're on out of here. Big Sam is a good fit here. Big Sam plays well with the gammon and the gravy. Big Sam is not adverse to taking a backhander. Not adverse to a little bit of shady operation. So Big Sam has to be a strong contender. Steve Bruce isn't an ideal fit for the current situation. Steve Bruce normally goes into okay situations and makes them much, much worse, and then turns them around and brings them back to where they were when he initially took over. The current situation is not okay. It's a catastrophe. So I would say Steve Bruce is ruled out. I think we're missing the ideal, the ideal candidate here. 
Uncle Roy. Uncle Roy likes to walk into bad situations, do the bare minimum, marginally improve them, and then take the victory lap. He plays well with the gammon and the gravy. He's very popular among the older housewives. Isn't he a lovely old man? As Henry Winter once said, he is a broadsheet manager in a tabloid world. Whatever that means, I don't know. Uh, Henry, if you can answer at any point, I'd love to hear. Um, I think the Hodge is the perfect candidate here. He'd have the media on board. He'd have the elderly on board. The gammon are on board. Marginal improvements. Literally 5 to 10% better. And he's taken victory laps. Cares not for the feelings of those who pay his wages. That being the normal taxpayer. All about being a man of the institution, a man of the system, I think Uncle Roy might be the guy here. And what he has over Big Sam is he does have an impeachable track record of honesty. And when I say honesty, I don't mean in terms of what he says. I mean in terms of he doesn't take the backhanders. So we're going to go Roy Hodgson as the next prime minister. He's the guy to go in, settle the dressing room, get all the cabinet ministers in the right departments. There'll be no overachieving under Roy. Poor people will remain poor. Hungry people will remain hungry. But there'll be less chaos and marginal improvements across the board. So Roy is definitely the man to go in there and get the job done. Also, with Big Sam, he's likely going to go in and start necking pints of gravy. And, you know, to some of the upper-class Tories in party leadership, he's probably not going to sit all that well. He's a bit gruff for some of them, whereas Roy, I think, is more their kind of fella. Roy Hodgson for Prime Minister. Moving on. This summer, we're seeing a lot of players from Ajax being linked with moves away. So already this summer, Masrawi and Gravenberch have landed themselves at Bayern Munich. Jurian Timber. Lisandro Martinez and Anthony all being strongly linked with Manchester United. Martinez also been linked with Arsenal. Sebastian Haller is gone to Borussia Dortmund. And Guy and our mate Stu were having an interesting conversation earlier about Ajax players leaving the club and not necessarily doing as well as expected. So I thought it would be an interesting little thing to look back at the last couple of years of them and another club and see if 
our vision of Ajax or our view of Ajax as, you know, a gold mine for talent is really as accurate as what we think it is. So I thought we'd start in the 2010-11 season and look at the players they sold and how many of them actually went on to do, to do well. So in the summer of that year, they sold Jeffrey Sarpong uh, to Real Sociedad for 200 grand. That was neither here nor there. Uh, in the January, they sold Luis Suarez to Liverpool. And he obviously has gone on to become one of the world's best players, one of the greatest players of all time. They also sold Erby Emanuelson for 1.7 million to Milan. He was very highly regarded at the time. And it just didn't really work out for him. Um, his contract was running down, which is why he was going so cheap. Uh, he spent a couple of seasons at Milan, was loaned to Fulham, went to Roma, didn't work there, was loaned to Atalanta, didn't work there. Bounced around, had a very short failed loan at Sheffield Wednesday, and he ended up at Utrecht where he's done fairly well. Uh, 16 caps for the Dutch national team, but the majority of them came prior to his move away from Ajax. Emmanuelsen had established himself as first choice for Ajax. He'd played a ton of games, 41, 46, 41, 42, and 48 in his five seasons as a starter. In the season in which he was sold, he played 32 games. He was seen as one of the more exciting attacking left-backs in Europe. But with his contract running down, Milan were able to jump in, nab him, and then it just didn't work. It just didn't work for him. And his career sort of pittered out. So we are one success in Suarez and one who didn't live up to expectations in Emmanuel. So we'll move on to the 2011-2012 season. That summer, they sold Demi Desieux to Spartak Moscow for £6 million. He spent three years there, was loaned out during that loan, that spell, and frankly, just didn't really ever become any more than he had been at Ajax. And at Ajax, he wasn't great anyway. Uh, he'd been quite good for Aza Alkmaar, but it just didn't really translate at Ajax, and then it didn't translate when he left. So he will go down as a disappointment. The other one they sold was Martin Stecklenburg. They sold him to Roma. Uh, he spent two years at Roma lost his place in the team in the second year, was sold to Fulham, lost his place there, got loaned to Monaco, then Southampton, joined Everton and sat on the bench. Uh, I would say he goes down as a disappointment considering Roma paid uh, 6.3 million euro to bring him in. In the January, nobody of note left the club. 
So that's fine. We can move on to 2012-13. A number of sales here. So um, Jan Vertonghen went to Spurs. Absolutely a success. He was excellent for Spurs for a long time. Um, Vernon Anita went to Newcastle, and that was undoubtedly a disappointment. Gregory Vanderveel, who was one of the better right-backs in Europe prior to this move, went to Paris Saint-Germain. Now, he did stay there for four years, but he was never more than a squad player for them. Uh, played for Fenerbahce, Cagliari, and Toronto FC, and retired at 31. Um, Gregory Vanderveel, unfortunately, goes down as a disappointment, at least in my view. Um, others that were sold, uh, Munir Al-Mahamadi, these were all sold for less than a million quid, so don't really want to hit them too hard. Um, into the January, and nobody of note was sold. We're only going to look at kind of 1.5 million and above uh, in terms of the sale price. Right, we have three in 13-14. Derek Bertie Yeager, I don't even remember him. Uh, I do remember him. They sold him to Celtic and he was awful. Yeah, he's a flop. Uh, also that summer, Christian Eriksen, undoubtedly a success, went to Tottenham, was brilliant and has obviously gone on to be very good for Inter, Brentford, and now it looks like he's on his way to Manchester United. Toby Alderweireld is a funny one. Uh, he left the day after Eriksen. He went to Atletico Madrid and did not do well, could not adapt to life under Simeone at all, but went to Southampton on loan, was very good there, went to Spurs, was great there. So Toby has to go down as a success. In the January window, again, there's nobody of note leaving. So to this point, we've got four successes and six disappointments. Moving into the 14-15 season, Sim de Jong went to Newcastle. I think it's fair to say he was a disappointment. Jody Lukoki went to Swole. 1.5 million. We'll leave that one. Um, Daily Blind went to Manchester United two-time Dutch footballer of the year once at left back, once at holding midfield went to United he was okay there I would say I'm going to create a third column he was like a passive impact player it wasn't a flop, wasn't a success was just okay was badly managed by United they didn't really seem to know what to do with him so uh, we'll just mark that down as a passive. And Tenet Vermeer, we'll leave that one be. Into January, they didn't sell anybody of note. Let's move on to the 15-16 season.
Cole being Zigborsen, the um, Icelandic striker, unquestionably a disappointment. And Ricardo Kishner, unquestionably a disappointment. One went to Nantes, one went to Lazio. Neither did particularly well. Um, Sigberson was loaned out less than 12 months after his move. Scored three goals in 30 appearances uh, while at Nantes. And um, Kishner stayed at Lazio five years, made 16 league appearances, a total of 21 appearances in all competitions, scored two goals, was loaned to Lille in the second half of his uh, second season there. And then came was loaned for two years to Den Haag. Uh, had a fairly disastrous time there. Didn't play for a year and then ended up back at Den Haag. Um, yeah, disaster. So that's fine. Into December, into the, uh, sorry, the, the January window. Uh, Yaya Sonogo, he'd been oh, sent on loan from Ajax, from Arsenal to Ajax. It didn't work. Uh, nobody sold. That is of note. Moving into 16-17. Right, Jasper Sillison sold to Barcelona. Uh, didn't work there at all. Geraldo Becker sold to Den Haag. Uh, he seems to have been a success for them. He stayed three years. Had well, he had one good season. Um, to be fair, he'd never actually played for the Ajax senior team, so I don't know if we can mark him down as a success. Um, Arcadius Milik, he was sold to um, Napoli, and to be fair, he did well at Napoli until he fell out with everybody. Uh, his first two seasons weren't great, but then in his third season, he gets 20 goals in 47 games. So I'm going to mark him down as a success. Um, Ricardo Van Rijn, Mike Van, Van der Horn, Lucas, Hernan, Lucas Anderson, and Victor Fischer. Let's take all of these. Um, safe to say... Ricardo Van, Van Rin did not do well uh, when he went to Club Bruges. Two years there, spent one of them on loan, barely played, and the other one was flogged on a free. Mike Vanderhorn went to Swansea, and he was a success. He was a success at Swansea, uh, considering the 2.5 million fee, I think, to get 123 games out of him. Uh, is fairly decent, fairly decent. And he was fairly good for them as well. Uh, Lucas Anderson, very talented, but he's kind of bounced around a little bit. He's back in Denmark. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good for, was pretty good for Grasshopper, so that's okay. Uh, Victor Fisher, who should have gone on to become one of the better players in Europe before... He got injured. Um, went to Borough. It didn't work. They sold him to Mines. It didn't work. He's gone back to Copenhagen. It went okay. He's now with Royal Antwerp. Um, yeah, he, he's he's definitely in the flop. 
category. Shame. Shame. Always like Victor Fisher. He's a talented player. Uh, in the January window, they sold Richley Bazur. He goes down as a flop. Uh, they sold Nemanja Gedelj. He's currently at Sevilla. He went to China? Yeah. Went to China for a couple of years. Didn't really work. He's a decent player. He's a decent player. It just didn't really work. So I'm going to mark him as a passive. Um, it didn't really work at the clubs he was sold to. But it's worked well at Sevilla, so that's fine. Uh, Francisco Antonucci. He was an Ajax youth, youth player. Monaco bought him. When Monaco were trying to hoover up as much young talent as they could, they bought him. He never made a first-team appearance. But he did fairly well for Monaco B before moving on. Um, we'll put him down as a passive. Anwar Al-Ghazi was sold to Lille. Uh, it didn't work out at Lille. He was loaned to Aston Villa, and he's gone on to have a decent career, but it didn't work at Lille for him. I'll put him as a passive because at least they made their money back. Um, 17-18. Davy Classen to Everton, definitely a flop. Kenny Tete to Leon. It didn't really work out. Yarrow Riedeval to Crystal Palace hasn't worked out. He barely played last season. Davinson Sanchez to Tottenham definitely didn't work. And that, I think, is that for that window. And in the... January, Pascal Striek left the club on a free to go to Leeds, and he has worked. So I'm actually going to mark him down as a success. I think he's a good player, and he's going to be really good for them moving forward. Um, right, 18-19. Max Volber sold to Sevilla, who then sold him to Red Bull Salzburg within six months or eight months. Um, he's been, he never played for Sevilla, so he was a flop for them. But he's been, I'd say, pretty good for Salzburg and Sevilla made the money back. So we'll put him down as a passive. The other one who left that year, Justin Clivert, uh, went to Roma for 22.5 million. He has been loaned twice. Neither loan has gone particularly well. He goes into our flop column. Uh, moving on to the 1920 season. Frankie De Jong, 75 million. I don't think you can claim he's been a success. I really don't. He hasn't improved. He's the same player now as he was when he left Ajax. I'll put him as a passive, but he certainly can't be a success. Um, Daily Sinkraven. 5 million to Bayer Leverkusen. Um, he's a decent player. I, I put him as a passive. If 
Vaclav Cherny at 900 gram, we won't consider him. Matthias Delict, I think the same as, as Frankie De Jong. He, he hasn't been a success. He just hasn't been a success. And he hasn't been a flop. It's too early to say he's been a flop, but I, I still would have some massive concerns over whether he's ever going to get close to the level that he was expected to get to. Uh, Lasse Shona went to Genoa. It was awful. Awful flop. They didn't pay a whole lot, but he was terrible. Uh, Kasper Dahlberg went to Nice. He had one good season. He's been mediocre the last two. I'll mark him down as a passive. Danny DeVitt, he's done well. To be fair, he has done well at, um, at AZ Alkmaar. Two million pounds, two million euro. That's fine. Um, Matteo Casera. In fairness, he has done fairly well. So we're going to mark him down as success. Uh, what did they get for him? Two million? 2.5 million. A Colombian winger, now at St. Petersburg. Talented player. Uh, one to keep an eye on. Kaj Sirhus uh, went to Reims. It has been a mess. So, yeah, flop. Uh, was loaned out last season and I didn't do well on that loan either. And then 2021 transfers out. Hakim Zayic hasn't been a success. Joel Veltman has been a success. Sven Botman has been a success. Donny van der Beek, not a success. Serginho Dest, not a success. Uh, Quincy Proms, um, don't really know how to categorize this one because he's in a bit of trouble um, over different behavioral things. Uh, how, how has he done for it? To be fair... He's done fairly well for Spartak. We'll mark it down as a success. And then that leaves last season. Lacina Traore was not good for Shaq. Oh, sorry, you know, was good for Shaq there last season, but the season got cut short. So hard to judge that, but looks like it will be a success. Um, we'll just Part put him down as a passive for now because it's kind of an incomplete. Uh, David Neres was sold to Shakhtar Donetsk, never played a game and was just sold to Benfica for basically the same kind of price. Uh, we'll put him down as a passive. Uh, Jürgen Enklenkamp went to Hertha Berlin, hasn't played, oh, played nine games. He's only a kid. He's 2022. We'll put him down as a passive. And then last but not least is Kjell Sherpin, the Giants goalkeeper at uh, Brighton. Now, passive. He hasn't played yet, so it's hard to judge. He played one game, I think, in the in the FA Cup. So, so what we have is 49 signings 
made from Ajax over a 12-year span or so, 13 have been successes. 13 have been, you know, passive, wait-and-see type of situation. And 23 have failed. That would be fairly concerning to me. If I was buying from Ajax, that would be fairly concerning to me. I think Benfica have sold really well over a similar period of time. So let's have a quick gander through what they've done. So they sold Angel Di Maria to uh, Real Madrid. Absolutely a success. They sold Ramirez to Chelsea. I think he was a success for Chelsea. Played a, a vital role in, in success. Won a Premier League, Champions League, Europa League, FA Cup and League Cup. So swept the board. And they made a big profit when they flogged him to, uh, to China. So I think he's a success. Um, Rafi Kalish, not a player I'm overly familiar with. Uh, sold to Fulham, played once. I think that goes down as a fail. I think that has to go down as a fail. Uh, Ariza Maku, Makukula. Uh, I think we're putting him down as a fail as well. Now, bear in mind that the two have marked as a success brought in or were, were at a cost of uh, about 58 million and the two that didn't really work were 3.5 million. So, you know, uh, David Luiz to Chelsea, success without question. And actually, to be fair, Halish doesn't count. He's below the price. Uh, and that's that. So we'll move on to the... 11-12 season. Fabio Contreo, he was at um, Real Madrid for quite a while. Seven years. Never really established himself at first choice, but a lot of that was down to Marcelo. But I still think, to be fair, we have to mark him down as a fail. Uh, so it's the first big money failure coming from there. Um, Roberto, who went to Saragossa. Yeah, a couple of years there. Got a move to Atletico Madrid. I think he's a success. Uh, Jose Moreira. Don't really remember him. He went to... Yeah, I do remember him. He went to Swansea on a, on a cheap deal to be their backup keeper. Um... And they, they terminated his contract at the end of the season. Um, it's neither, neither here nor there, to be fair, below the threshold of what we're looking at cost-wise. No major sales in the January. Okay, what have we got here? Uh, Javi Garcia went to Man City. It didn't go great. We'll mark that one as a fail. Uh, Axel Witzel to Zenit St. Petersburg was a success. 
and Heather Louise went back to Vasco da Gama. And to be fair, did well. Was there five years, starter for almost all of that time. Yeah, that's fine. Moving on to 13 and 14. Some of these are going to get quite pricey, uh, some of the transfers, because they started to sell really, really well. Um, they sold Nolito to Celta Vigo. Uh, as far as I can remember, Celta, did, he did really well there, and he went to Man City at a profit, so that's a success. Uh, Rodrigo Mora. Yeah, five years at River Plate. Not a great goal return, but... God, he had to retire due to necrosis. That doesn't sound great. We'll put it as a passive. We'll put it as a passive. Um, Nemanja Matic to Chelsea, obviously a success. Lorenzo Malgarejo, I don't remember him. Did quite well at, at Krosnodar. Earned a move to Spartak Moscow. Yeah, seems to have done well, so mark him as a success. Into 14-15. They sold Andre Gomes. He went on to do very well. Uh, they sold Rodrigo. They sold them to private companies. It's all a bit mental. This was back when things got very, very strange at, um, at Benfica. They sold him to Valencia. He did well at Valencia. This is Rodrigo. He did well at Valencia. And they made a profit when they sold him. And I think the same is true of Andre Gomes, that he went to Valencia. And then they made a profit when they sold him to Barca. So they're both successes. Um, Alan Kardic, I have no idea. Yeah, seems to have done well at Sao Paulo. Got a big move to big money move to China. Went on and scored a bunch of goals. Ezekiel Garay. Yeah, absolutely a success. Lazar Markovic, that's a flop. The less said, the better. Jan Oblak, huge success. Oscar Cardoza, he did well when he went on to Traps on Spore. Enzo Perez, I, I think that's a failure. I don't think he did great at Valencia. No, two years, and then they moved him on with a loss. Good player, was really good. To be fair, he played fairly regularly. Yeah, do you know what? Passive. No, not there. Um, Bernardo Silva to Monaco, runaway success. Let's move in to 15-16. 
transfers out. Uh, Joe can sail to Valencia. That was a success. Lima to Al Ali Club. Ivan Cavaliero. There's a bunch of players. Monaco, Monaco made money on him. This when their books started to get shady and they weren't releasing the prices on anything. Lima. Yeah, he did fairly well. We'll put him as a passive. Okay, we'll move into 16-17. The only issue with a club like Benfica is their finances are shady as anything. Right, Ronaldo Sanchez, I think it's fair to say, wasn't a success at... Um, Bayern Munich, but a big part of that was he wasn't ready for that move. But it is what it is. We mark him as a as a failure. Brian Cristante, that was a lone move. Um, Nicholas Gaetan to Atletico Madrid. Madrid. No fail. Gonzalo Guedes, I think, also has to go down as a fail. Though he's a very good player, it just was the wrong time. He was too young to make that move to um, Paris Saint-Germain at the time. Helder Costa went to Wolves. Wasn't great. Now it leads. I think he goes down as a fail. We can move on then to 17-18. Ederson, absolutely a success. Victor Lindelof, I think that's a passive. Marcal went to Leon, he was a success there. Nelson Semedo to Barca. Um, Nelson Semedo to Barca. Passive. Did okay. They made a decent profit on him. Uh, he's now at Wolves. Uh, Mitroglou. Had one season there. Went to Marseille. Did quite well. Put him down as a passive. Didn't, didn't set the world alight, but he, was, he wasn't a flop. Uh, 1819. Business should start picking up. Brian Cristante was sold, he was a success. Jared Carvalho was sold to Forrest, that was not a success. Uh, Andre Horta to LAFC, he's now absolutely outstanding for Braga. Um, Passive. Really fun player. Taliska to Gangster. Remember, he was linked to absolutely everybody. Uh, Raul Jimenez to uh, Wolves, I think, is a success. 
Luka Jovic to Eintracht Frankfurt, absolutely a success. Nicholas Castillo. We'll put him down as passive. Taliska, he was linked to absolutely everybody. It was, he did quite well at Guangzhou. Success. Nineteen twenty, then. No transfers listed for this season. Here we go. They sold Raul to Tomas. He has been a success for Espanol. I've missed. I've definitely missed somebody. I've missed Joe Felix. Where did he leave? He's there in eighteen nineteen. So he must have left this year. Why is he not listed? Yeah. Jeff Felix would be a passive. He hasn't been a success. He hasn't been a failure. Um, if he hadn't had the price tag, he'd probably be in the success column. But for now, uh, I don't think you can really put him there. Um, oh, that's why. That's why. Uh, Eduardo Salvio, he was a success as well. Okay, that's fine. Um, moving on to the 2021 20, season. Ruben Diaz, obviously a success. Uh, Christian Lama, no idea. Uh, flop. Twenty-one, twenty-two. Pedrinho, um, passive because obviously things have gone awry in Ukraine. Franco Servi, he's a decent player. Yeah, he's done fairly well. We'll put him as a passive. It's quite early in that. Uh, Nuno Tavares to Arsenal. Passive, I suppose. Still too early to say too much. And Luca Volschmidt uh, was not great for Wolfsburg last year. I'm going to put him down as a flop.
So out of 50 transfers, I've got 26 successes, 12 failures, and 12 that are passive. So if you've got loads of money to spend and you are looking for a club to spend it at, Benfica is probably a safer bet than Ajax. There's just not a lot of success with Ajax players. And I mean, you know, Alderweireld, Suarez, Vertonghen and Eriksen, it's gone back a long time since they were successful. Since, and, and the ones since weren't kind of the bigger money ones. The bigger money ones that have left in recent years have either been a flop or at best a passive kind of impact where the club has left a little bit disappointed, but it hasn't been a complete failure. Whereas with Benfica, I think the clubs that have spent big money on their players in recent years, such as, you know, Ruben Diaz, um, they're going to be happier with what they've gotten for their money. So, yeah, spend your money. Oh, so Guy is asking, do I think Anthony and Lisandro will be a success if they move? I think Lisandro Martinez can, can be a success depending on how he's used. At United, I think he'd have to be a holding midfielder. At Arsenal, he's that third defender for the two spots, left centre-back and left-back. I think Spurs is actually the club that suits him the best on the left of that back three. Anthony, there's no doubting the talents. He's immensely gifted with the ball. I would question his desire at times. And I'd also question the productivity. Like with the price that's been asked for him, it's utterly ludicrous. He's 22 years of age. He's had two seasons in the Eredivisie. Uh, one, he scored nine in 32. Last season, eight in 23. Which tells me, A, he misses games. And B, he's not dominating that league. If you look at Luis Sinistera, who has just moved to Leeds, he is 23 years of age. So, you know, a year older. Um, not even a full year, eight months older. He put forward 12 in 30 last season. Now, admittedly, it was his third full season in the league, but 23 goals in 49 games, whereas Anthony in 79 games for Ajax has 23 goals. And again, for Ajax, a, a more dominant team that has a lot more of the ball, you look at Cody Gakbo, and he had 21 goals in 47 games last season, 12 in 27 in the league. So, like, Anthony's just not performing the way you would really hope he would perform in terms of productivity. Like, Noni at PSV has 18 goals in 71 games. Now, he's playing less minutes than Anthony. So slightly less goals, but 
less minutes and last season had some injury issues. I would rather buy Noni than buy Anthony, frankly. And also Crystal Palace, if you're selling Wilf Zaha or you're planning for life after Wilf, get Noni, play him as one of your front two, Elise on the left and Eze on the right, and you're golden, absolutely golden. Um, Anthony's price means that for him to be a success, he has to be incredible. If he was coming over for 35 million, you know, you wouldn't have as high of expectations. But if Ajax are really asking for 65 million for him, you better be getting a top, top player. They already spent 75 on Sancho last year. And it, like Sancho was absolutely dominating the Bundesliga, absolutely destroying teams in the Bundesliga. 50 goals across three seasons. He had even more assists. Sancho was absolutely running him up. Anthony in a lesser league, in the strongest team in that league, just hasn't done that. His career high for goals is 12. It was 33 games, so it's slightly better than one in three, but it's still not overly impressive. Like David Neres, who they sold because they got a little bit sick of him, and who always looks like he's stoned, he got 14 and 37 one year in his second year there. And like he never went on to be much of anything. He was younger as well when he went there. Now, hopefully he can rehabilitate his career at Benfica, but I think he might just be be what he is. Um I think it's harder for Anthony to succeed in the Premier League. The other thing as well is like with Anthony, like with Sancho, you've got to have your fullbacks in lockstep with them. Now, United have obviously made the addition of Malashi at left back. That should help Sancho. They don't have a right back that's really going to help uh, Anthony down that right flank. So that's a concern to me as well. I would, I would have major concern about buying him. If Why would you pay that type of money when Rafinha is going for less? It just doesn't make sense. Um, right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll run through the news, we'll run through the gossip, and we'll be done for today. See you soon. Right, welcome back. So it is a fairly quiet day so far, but unfortunately there is some distasteful news, or I don't even know what the right word is for it. Uh, the, the Premier League player arrested on suspicion of rape the other night was apparently also spoken to by police in relation to a similar incident in August which his football club knew about. That's really concerning. After the Mendy thing where he was arrested, they knew about it and they continued to play him. This player likely played the whole season, having been spoken to by the police about 
an incident of sexual assault. That's sometimes Premier League clubs really don't help themselves. Uh, big news for Southampton. Joe Shields, the head of academy recruitment and talent management at Manchester City, is leaving City to become the new head of senior recruitment at Southampton. He apparently has been the driving force behind the Romeo Lavia deal. And he's also the one that has given them the heads up about Joe Aribo. So a good start for him in his new profession. Tottenham have confirmed the sale of Stephen, Stephen Bergvine to Ajax for €30 million. Euro. I think that's a good price for him. Uh, Clement Langley has completed his medical at Tottenham. I, I don't like that signing, and nothing is going to change my mind on that one. Um, what else do we have? Paul Pogba has flown to Turin. Nobody cares. Luka Jovic is set to sign with Fiorentina today. Aaron Hickey is set to be confirmed by Brentford today. Charles de Catelier and Hakim Zayic are the primary targets for AC Milan. This is an odd one. Southampton have opened talks to sign Issa Kibore on loan from Man City. Now, my only assumption is that maybe the Tino Livermento um, rehabilitation is going to take quite a while. So they don't want to rush him back at any point and they want to have a you know quality right back option there. Kabore's super talented. Southampton or not Southampton, Nottingham Forest tried to buy him before they bought Nico Williams. City want big money for him. Um don't really know why City are so open to moving him on when they could actually use him in their first team squad given the injuries that Kyle Walker has been prone to over the last couple of years. Uh, the spoofer says AC Milan are considering a move, sorry, AS Roma are considering a move for Wilf Zaha. Wilf has one year left on his deal. If I was Palace and he's not going to extend, I would sell him because I think you need you need to get money for him. Uh, and I'd go and I'd buy Noni. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo will not travel with Manchester United on their pre-season tour this summer. Um... He clearly is on strike of sorts, um, which, you know, a little bit distasteful. Jack Wilshire has announced his retirement and he has been named, or he is set to be named, Arsenal under-18s head coach. Um, I don't know what kind of coach Jack Wilshire will make. He's never impressed me as a pundit, but... It's a shame to see him retire. Uh, his career goes down as one of the more disappointing of the last 20 years. He was absolutely breathtaking when he broke through in 2008, 16, 17 years of age. He was just a sensational footballer. Really made his name in the 2010-11 season, played 49 games. Did not play a single game the following season. Then he came back, 33 games, 35 games, looked really good. 13-14, he was excellent. And that was kind of it for him. Like, after that, 22 games, 3 games, 2 games, 
38 games, but most of them were sub-appearances. Alone to Bournemouth that didn't go great. 27 appearances. Obviously, his time at West Ham didn't go well. Went back to Bournemouth that wasn't great. Um, went up and played in Denmark for half season and did fairly well by all accounts. Um, he also had a loan at Bolton uh, in 0-9-10. Um, for Jack Wilshire to be retiring having only played 288 games is disappointing. I mean, like I said, when that guy broke through, when he really started to make a position in that Arsenal team his own, he was just different class. Consider that Marcus Rashford is 24. He's played 303 games. He's played 15 games more than Jack Wilshere did in his entire career already. It's a great shame. It is a great shame. Like, he only really had one full season. That was that 10-11 season. That's the only season in his career he played more than 25 league games other than his loan at Bournemouth. He played 27. So 35, 27, 25 once, 24 once, and then it's 20 and a bunch in the teens. All competitions, 49, 38, 35, 33, 27, 22 and a bunch in the teens and a bunch of single-figure seasons. So disappointing for what he should have become. Like one-sixth of his career appearances, over one-sixth of his career appearances, came in one season, 12 years ago, at 18. His England career, similarly, 34 caps, He's a guy that should have had easily 100 caps for England. Uh, his best year was for England was 2014, 12 appearances. But he was just so talented. He could manipulate a ball, run a midfield, could absolutely probe at the heart of a defence. Brilliant dribbler, great passer of the ball. Could have just been anything you wanted. Injuries and whatever else went on. Just such a shame. Such a shame. I hope he does well as a coach because it's good to see him staying involved in the game. But like I say, he doesn't, doesn't exactly... Um, when he speaks as a pundit, he doesn't portray someone with, who's, who's like a deep thinker about the game. Uh, Michelle Platini and Seb Blatter have been found not guilty following a fraud trial. The pair stood trial over a 2 million Swiss franc payment made by Blatter to Platini in 2011. Blatter has always claimed that it was based on work that he did, that Platini did for FIFA while he was head of UEFA. Um, why, why we are still looking into... Look, Seb Blatter did a lot of really shady things Really shady things. And he has rightly been banned for life from football. But we don't still need to be looking into these things. Just let it go. It's 11 years ago. 
it's 11 years ago. And considering the amount of bribes and backhanders that were paid by FIFA, 1.6 million pounds is a drop in the ocean. Joe Gomez has signed a new five-year contract at Liverpool. It's great news for the Reds. Robert Lewandowski is subject of an offer from Barcelona. We'll wait and see if anything comes of that. Let's just do the gossip and be done for the week. Uh, Chelsea are set to beat Spain. Sorry. Chelsea are set to offer Spain defenders Cesar Azpilicueta and Marcus Alonso plus £51 million to beat Manchester United in the race to sign Frankie de Jong. Chelsea are also in advanced talks to sign Nathan Aki. Manchester United are willing to listen to offers for Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't imagine many offers are coming. He apparently wants Bayern. Bayern don't want him. He's open to Chelsea. Tuchel apparently doesn't want him. I could see him ending up at Napoli. And I think it's a horrible move for Napoli. But it will help boost the profile of the club. Paris Saint-Germain want to sign Robert Lewandowski and Jean-Luc Escamica. I don't like that move for him. I like the move for Lewandowski. I don't really care where Lewandowski goes. But for Jean-Luc, I don't like that move for him. I really don't like that move for him. Newcastle have joined Liverpool and been interested in Marco Asensio. Um, that's not a bad idea for them. Not a bad idea. And Liverpool aren't interested in him. But for Newcastle, he'd be a pretty good signing. Tottenham are close to signing Clement Langley, yada, yada. United have been asked to pay £106 million for Lisandro Martinez and Anthony. £106 million for £70 million worth of player. Brilliant. Thomas Frank is adamant they will not give up, that Brentford will not give up on signing Christian Eriksen. I think it might be too late now. Arsenal are considering a move for Alex Grimaldo of Benfica with Mikel Arteta eager to add cover for Kieran Tierney, which if they're looking at other left backs, it suggests maybe they think Martinez uh, is off the list of possibilities for them. Chelsea are looking to offer Reese James a contract extension and attempt to fend off interest from Manchester City and Real Madrid. That's understandable. Chelsea remain favourites to sign Rafinha with Leeds still waiting on an offer from Barcelona. He doesn't seem all that keen on that move. Portugal forward Fabio Silva is set to join Anderlecht on a season-long loan from Wolves. I like that move for him. I think that's a good league for him to go to and develop and score a bunch of goals. Leeds are preparing a club record £32 million bid to sign Charles de Catelier. He apparently prefers Milan, but I can absolutely understand why Leeds would want him. I think he's really, really good. Uh, Arsenal's 21-year-old English midfielder, Matt Smith, is wanted by Millwall and Luton. Fulham have made two offers for Issa Diop. Apparently one's a loan offer. Um, Newcastle remain in talks with Everton to sign Anthony Gordon, which, if that's true, suggests that Everton's public claims that they have no interest in selling are merely posturing. English left-back Omar Richards is set to sign for Nottingham Forest. And Norwich City are interested in Manchester City's 25-year-old Colombian forward, Marlos Moreno. Marlos Moreno was 
when he was 17, 18, one of the most exciting young players in world football. Um, City have not done anything to help the development of his career. He's now 25, will turn 26 in September. And um, yeah, it's all very, very disappointing. Shame, shame, because he did have a ton of talent. Anyway, that is it. That is me for today, folks. Thank you, as always, for listening. I will be back on Monday. Next week, I might have to take one day. It might be Monday or Tuesday where there's no podcast. Uh, I, have an, I have something I need to take care of. So it'll be Monday or Tuesday. You'll, if, it's, if it's Tuesday, I'll tell you Monday. If it's Monday, you'll know because there's no podcast. All right. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.